Black love, culture, politics, spirituality, health, and fashion. Redefined from the mind, heart, and perspectives of three black women. This is the Miseducation of the Black Woman Podcast. My world, it moves so fast today. The past, it seems so far away. Welcome to the Miseducation of the Black Woman Podcast. My name is Amber. I'm Keisha. I'm Lisa. And you are listening to episode 10. Yes. It's our 10th episode. <laughs> That's kind of cool. That is is cool. I want to do something different. We usually talk about what we've done over the last two weeks since the last time we recorded. Okay. How about we talk about our experience over the last, what, three months? Or has it? Oh. How long has it been? I think June was our first episode. It's four. Okay. Okay. So, what, how are you guys feeling about the whole process of having your own podcast and the reception that we've gotten from other people and, and all that good shit? Well, it's been amazing for me. It has really helped me. Like when people tell me, oh, Keisha, you know, when I listen to this episode, you don't know how much you helped me. Well, y'all don't know how much this has helped me. Just as an outlet to release a lot of things, to kind of get all of these thoughts that go on in my head daily out into the open, it feels amazing. People telling me that I inspire them or that I've touched them in some type of way or that I've helped them start their own healing journey has been amazing. Um, I've learned a lot about myself, things that I personally need to work on, um, things that I don't quite have all together yet. And it's just been amazing being alongside these two ladies. It's been just phenomenal. I cannot describe the feeling. This podcast, like Amber has said before, is really like our accountability partner in life. So before I started, I kind of felt like I was on a healing journey, but this just took it to another level for me because I feel, I would feel guilty sitting on here and preaching to y'all about the right way to do things and how to handle things and how to process things if I'm not actually doing it myself. So it has definitely held me accountable in my life and So many things have changed just as a result of me listening to my friends, you know, my ladies here with me, listening to them speak. And from my parenting, the way I parent my children, it has totally changed just in these last four months. Um, The way I love myself has gotten better. Just all around, it's been a very positive experience for me. I can't say that it has not just kind of propelled me to the next level. And I'm still climbing, y'all. So that's it. What about you, Lisa? Mm -hmm. For me, it's been different. This is totally out of my comfort zone. This is totally not anything that I could have seen myself doing a year ago, talking for other people to hear me, um, things like that. So it's growing me. I'm really growing. I'm finding that I'm growing. So stepping out of my comfort zone for this has like allowed me to be able to step out of my comfort zone in other areas of my life as well. So it's growing me. It really has been a growing experience. And as well, just to hear other people say how they can relate to me, because for so long, I've always felt like I was the only one that was going through this or that or went through this or that. And so to hear other people be able to relate, um, say that, well, I've seen that you made it through it. So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, the accountability thing. Definitely. It holds me accountable because like Keisha said, I couldn't say because y'all know my favorite thing to say is do the work. So I couldn't see myself saying do the work and I myself not do the work that I need to do as well. Good shit. Good (laughs) shit. Man, just I've always been, I guess, a talker. I think I have, or at least on social media, having the platform to really express my views on stuff has been really cool. It's also allowed me to not be as <laughs> vocal on social media, which I think <laughs> is um, beneficial for all of us. Amen. Yes. <laughs> and so um, it's really just taken a lot of pressure off of me, actually. Um, I'm able to go home and just spend time with my family versus being on social media, arguing back and forth with people. <laughs> like I get it all out on the podcast and I really don't have much to talk about outside of that. And then you know, it just came at a perfect time. So it came when it needed to. And so I'm just grateful for the whole experience. 
of it all. Me I'm too. glad we made it to 10. Man, we're yes. going to make it to 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? What you got It's only going to get better. Oh, I'm a little under the weather. This is some tea, raw honey, um, lemon and lime juice, cinnamon, and a little bit of turmeric. No alcohol? No, nah, no alcohol. Oh, Lord. The puff, puff, <laughs> pass. <laughs> so episode 10 um, is called Bag Lady. Bag Lady. Oh, shit. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You gonna hurt your back. Why? Dragging all them bags like that. I guess nobody ever told you. I guess nobody ever told you. Oh, you must hold oh, on to. Oh, you must hold on to. <laughs> is you, is you, is you. Let it out. Let it out, Lisa, one time. <laughs> y'all got it. Okay. <laughs> Man, y'all, that song, listen to me. So I've always been a huge. Erica. Hold on, are you the moderator? Now? <laughs> okay, <laughs> she read. Hold on, wait. I just gotta no, get this out. You no, 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 because no, that made me my point. Do it, Keisha. That my point. I don't interrupt that early on. <laughs> well, it, I'm setting a new standard, going ten and on. Okay, I'm doing the interrupting around this bitch. Okay, listen, y'all. I've always been a huge Erica Badu fan. Just real quick, but the older I get the more I can relate yes. to those lyrics. Like, sometimes I'll be listening to her, and I'm like, oh, shit, Damn. how the fuck did I miss yeah. that? Yo, yeah. the older I get and the further I get into this journey, like, she be spitting some real I almost shit. feel like even though I've been a fan <laughs> since, what, middle school or so, i really been sleeping on her because that's mother right there. <laughs> that was it, Amber. Did I steal your point? Sort of, kind of, but that's the truth, though. I think as I've gotten older and a lot of my favorite songs and I go back and listen to it, some of them, you know, they have some jewels in there, but then there'll be some of them stuff be like, it was really sexually explicit. And we were just in there singing all the music. These are ass whooping. All right, look, you remember Responsibility? You Man. couldn't tell us up Yo. in Cunningham in the gym in the morning. You couldn't tell us that we ain't at never struggled. Speaking of vision board, <laughs> at my vision board party last year, because I didn't participate in theirs for whatever reason. She was invited. I wasn't invited. <laughs> but I rapped the whole song. I still know every, I know every word, bro. I know every word. I don't know it no more. Man. Shit, I never forget it. Now I can relate even more. Right, right, right. So like with Bag Lady, it wasn't until I was really going through my shit that I really listened to that song. And I'm like, oh my god that's an anthem that's yes. an anthem for um not just black women but women no, let me not, not even women i'm about to say people in general we hold on to shit and and we really i don't think take into account the impact that it has on us mentally spiritually emotionally hell sometimes even financially yeah. you know you have to let go of those things so i don't know why it came to me one day maybe a week or two ago when i was just like hey you know guys we should do an episode on just baggage mm. because i really don't think i know some people are able to acknowledge the fact that they have baggage or trauma but a lot of people don't know how to grow past it or Absolutely. how to move on from the baggage it's right. one thing to say hey you know i've been through some shit but the next question is, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people, I think, just stop at that. Like, man, I know I've been through some shit. And, man, I got some fucked up ways because of what I've been through. Pause. And they just stay there stop. forever. Yeah. Because no, how, no one's taught you us how yeah. to, to work through. You have to do the freaking work. And if your mother hasn't done the work, because a lot of this shit is generational. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing new under the sun. If you look in your family from generation to generation, more than likely you're going to see and hear the same stories right. over and over and over again. Someone has to break the cycle. And a lot of that is about dealing with your baggage and actually healing yeah. from the things that you have been through. So when I listen to Bag Lady, for me, it's like an anthem. Like, I don't want to carry shit around. I want to let go. Right. And for me and my husband, us getting back together, that's like the number one thing. That was the biggest thing you have. You can't enter into a new relationship or try to heal an old relationship holding on to past traumas. You have to let go. You have to forgive. And if you can't forgive, you, there's no point in being in that relationship. Yep. So one of the main things that I had to do on my journey to healing and leaving the baggage behind is acknowledging the fact that I am not a victim. In no situation am I a victim. I'm too powerful of a person to be a victim in any situation. I just have to look at how I was complicit in it. Mm -hmm. What role did I play in it? Whether I want to acknowledge it or not, whether consciously or subconsciously, I was a willing participant in the trauma that occurred in my life. 
And it's my responsibility to acknowledge that and heal from that. Mm -hmm. So the first step was to, again, acknowledge the fact that I'm not a victim, acknowledge my role in it and forgive myself for not knowing better or not leaving soon enough or not standing up for myself or not verbalizing my feelings or not valuing myself, whatever it, it was that caused me to remain in a toxic situation I had to acknowledge and forgive myself for not knowing better or not doing better. And then the next step is forgiving the person, Uh even if they're not deserving of it, even if they haven't asked for forgiveness. It helps you along the way. People have that whole forgiveness component confused. It really is not about the person. And people put so much emphasis on I ain't telling it. I ain't apologize. Listen, do it for you. Listen, just forgive people. Let people be who they are. Mm -hmm. And then don't take things personal. Yes. Oh, my God. That's a big one. <laughs> That's so huge, man. Yeah. Don't take things personal. We move through life. And that, you know, that goes back to the victim thing. If you take things personal, you're always feeling like you're being victimized. And people are doing, no, no, no. People are going through their own shit. Mm-hmm. People are going through their own shit. You know, don't take things personal. And that's been an ongoing journey for me to not take things personal. I can use an example at work right now. Like my coworker. I love her to death, but she just takes everything personal. She's very sensitive when things occur at work, when she doesn't think she's being treated um, fairly or included. And and then she'll just, you know, come in and rant to me. And I just like today I looked at her and I was like, what would Amber do? That's what you should ask yourself. <laughs> she's like, you just wouldn't give a shit. No, like I've learned over time to just not give a shit about a lot of shit. And it's just made life a lot easier. easier. It's not that I don't care. It's just you have to prioritize. You only have so much energy. You only have so much time, especially when you have a family, you are you have children, you have a career, you have a lot Mm. going on. You have to prioritize. So taking every single injustice personal, that's going to take away from the energy that you can exhaust on the, the people closest to you and who deserve it. Right. Those things have really helped me, you know, let go of the baggage and, you know, move on and understand also that people are going through their own journey as well. Yeah. Whether they're active are not meaning whether they're doing the work or not people are going through their own journey so you have to allow them to be who they are and in that process you're not again taking things personal and adding it to your trauma that you already have so that dropping some of those bags that come along with just taking on other people's shit and other people's drama and other people's trauma and shit I am my number one priority yes my children are my number one priority my husband's my norm, my number one priority. My family, that's my number one priority. Outside be. of that, I mean, I can't control anything. I can't dictate what people do in their lives. And especially, you know, I've been known to have control issues. Working, <laughs> working on that, you know, control, trying not to be a perfectionist, just going with the flow has really helped me on my journey to dropping these goddamn bags. And it feels absolutely amazing. Because you have to understand, I come from a background where my mother can tell you shit somebody did to her in elementary school. And I'm saying it's like she goes back in time as if she's actually she there. Can feel again. It. Like, she can feel it all over again. Yeah. I've seen people talk like that. That has got to be physically like draining, not just mentally and emotionally. But can you imagine the physical? Because I don't know. But when I'm holding on to something or pain, I can feel it physically. Yeah. And then. Imagine growing up in that type of household, the things that you're taught right. about people and relationships and friendships and romantic relationships. It's right. like, don't trust people. Don't build relationships with people. That is so toxic. I grew up in that environment, so I know what baggage looks like. Mm-hmm. I know what comes from baggage. I know at the end of the day, damn near 70 years later, what will happen to a person if they don't let go of that shit because I'm watching my mother live it. Mm-hmm. And still not get it mm-hmm. and has no desire to get it because for her, that's what's worked. That doesn't work for me. I'm choosing to have a different life, a life free of baggage. Mm, right. That's my piece. Mm, that was good. For Thanks. So for me, baggage, baggage, baggage. Let me tell y'all, I have been dragging baggage with me for as long as I can remember a long time, probably since I came to the realization that my father was not playing an active role in my life. I have really just been dragging resentment. Is Lisa sneaking out to the restroom? 
are you going? Uh, yeah, she'd have pulled the see, amber. <laughs> you were just going to let her quietly walk out of here. But when I walk out, it's a whole announcement. Because when you walk out, you kind of throw your head, say you don't do it peacefully. <laughs> I thought she was going to adjust something. You be all loud with your shit. Oh, maybe she didn't. Did she just call me out. What did you I go? What did you go do? Silently, I made sure I didn't make a peep. Where did you Where go? Did you, I had to cough. <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel got on that. Yeah. <laughs> our editor, our editor did Next tell us like, I'm look, the background hell. noise. Look, y'all gonna have to tighten up on it. I know that's right. Friends, say, I ain't finna mess I up. I tried to do. She interrupted your. Uh, you sounded like you was telling a really good piece, and she just. I interrupted. Yeah, I was quiet. I didn't interrupt. Getting up <laughs> mid-conversation <laughs> is an interruption. Go ahead, Keisha. So, yeah, for as long as I can remember, I've been dragging along a lot of baggage. And I guess the point that I want to make today is that your baggage, a lot of times, is things that were done to you or not done for you, um, you know, for an absence of a parent or a heartbreak or whatever, you know. A lot of times we develop these defenses and these walls that we put up. And again, walls are baggage, in case y'all didn't know that. When people be like, oh, man, you know, I'm good. I can love somebody. I just got a lot of walls up. No, sir, you have a lot of baggage. Like, let's call a spade a spade. That's what it is. You have a lot of baggage. So for me, as I got older and older and literally, you know, I'm 32 years old now, I've been carrying this baggage since a teenager and just because I've been carrying the baggage, slowly adding on more and more toxic shit, um, choosing the wrong people, being the wrong person. But I feel like what people have done to me or not done for me, you know, from my father, from abusive relationships, from anything as small as being cheated on or, you know, just heartbreak, it kind of manifested into... I was so mad at those people for how they treated me and what they did to me that I let that become how I felt about myself. Mm. That's good. Now that's a word. Yeah. I allowed it to manifest into my view of me. And a lot of people don't realize that like this man made you feel unworthy. He made you feel small. He made you feel disposable. And so you, you engage in, in behavior you, to uphold that. You do. And it becomes your inner voice. Your identity. Absolutely. You know, I've completely changed my parenting style. And I ain't gonna say I'm perfect, but I no longer believe in just beating the shit out of my kids. I don't think that's the answer. I think we as black people You gonna get some flack about that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they can raise their kids how they want to. I'm gonna raise mine how I want to. I don't believe, I think we were conditioned as black people to just beat the shit out of our kids. And I don't think it's effective. And I'm trying another route. Now, I'm not going to say I don't get weak sometime and, you know, want to swing on one of them. However, the same conversations I have with y'all about, for example, I had a conversation with, uh, and I'm going somewhere with this, just so you know. I had a conversation with Kaden. He was acting out. I said, Kaden, do you realize that when you act out, you not only disrespect me, but you dishonor yourself? He was like, I don't understand what you mean. I said, who are you as a person? Tell me who you are as a young man. He was like, I'm nice. I love my brothers. Da, 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 da. He gave me a whole list of good things about himself. I said, okay, so the way you just behaved, is that a good reflection of who you are? No, ma'am. So the way you just behaved is how you're showing up in the world. So when you show up in the world in a different way from who you are, at the core of you, who you are, you're a good person, you're loving, you're this, you're that, you're dishonoring yourself. So you think you're getting back at your brother for doing something, but really the person that you're hurting is yourself. Integrity. Yes. Integrity. Oh my God. I learned that from my coach and I have never been able to let go of that. It's meant so much to me being always conscious and aware of being, you know, a person of integrity. Absolutely. We have to instill that in our children because there's a lot of people walking around this earth that have no clue of what it means to have integrity. Right. But I said that to say, when my son thinks about making bad choices, I don't want the first thing to pop in his head. I'm going to get a whooping. I'm going to get a beaten violence. And do y'all know what made me come to this realization? It wasn't no study or nothing like that. My sons were, well, KK was asking me about my last relationship and how I was abused. And he said, mom, men should never hit women, right? I said, no, they shouldn't. I said, now at the same time, I don't want a woman putting her hands on you, but the rule is everybody keep their hands to themselves, but I don't want you ever hitting a woman. And he asked me why. He wanted to know why, you know, why it's not a good thing. And so what came to my mind is I said, 
men are naturally stronger than women. I said, so why would you want to hit somebody who is no match for you? And that struck a nerve in me. Why would I want to, out of anger, go and beat my kids? They're no match for me. So I'm like, okay, I'm teaching him this. But then if I turn around tomorrow and beat the shit out of him for doing something, I'm being counterproductive. I'm totally contradicting myself. I just told him, hey, as a man, don't beat on no woman out of anger or because she does something you you don't like. But then I turn around and do it to them when there's a better way to reach your children. Now, I, I'm not saying that the method is going to work for everybody. Y'all raise your kids how I want to, but this is how I've chosen to do that. So I said that to say when he does something wrong, I want his inner voice to be a voice of reason, a calm voice, you know, a voice that even though I'm correcting him, I'm also affirming him. And a lot of times what people have done to you in respect to baggage and stuff, that becomes your inner voice. This man made me feel unworthy. This man abused me. Now that's your inner voice replanting your head and you operate from that space. Or even that's your, your means of communication. Exactly. Like I grew up in a household where you're yelled and screamed at. So, of course, what do you think I did when I'm pissed off? I yell and I scream. It's, it's and a, it's an instinct. Yeah. 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 It's instinctive. So I'm just choosing to do things differently. But, yeah, I've carried around a lot of baggage, abandonment baggage abuse baggage, uh, not feeling worthy, you know, feeling like I let my family down because I had a baby young, you know, feeling like I let everybody down because I couldn't hold down a marriage or an engagement or whatever. I've been carrying this around with me. And I told somebody this, I said, the hardest person for me to forgive, I always thought was going to be my father. The hardest person for me to forgive was myself. Man. And breakthroughs come when you forgive yourself. That's what I had. Listen. When you get down to your breaking point, where you, in order to pick yourself up, you have to forgive yourself. Yeah, I literally had to forgive myself, number one, for just not knowing any better. And taking myself off the hook and saying, you know what, Keisha, you simply did not know. If you knew better, I'm sure you would have done better, but you did not know. So... For me, that was the beginning of unpacking this baggage. I had to forgive myself. I've always walked around with this notion like, oh, this person did this to me. This person did that to me. Let me tell you something. That shit wasn't getting me nowhere. I could place blame all day and forgive these other people. But until I got to the point where I realized, listen, this is my life. So whatever happened, I either allowed it. Common denominator. There you go. I'm the common denominator in everything. So forgiving myself was huge in me being able to start unpacking some of this baggage. And let me tell y'all something. I don't know who made the healing journey seem like a skip in the park. (laughs) (laughs) But when I started unpacking, it got ugly. It gets really, really ugly. I cried. I still cry. Um, Sometimes I cry because I'm happy. But just being able to release those emotions or having a good friend that you can talk to to just release it or a journal. However you have to release this stagnant energy that has been just brewing inside of you and showing up in other places in your life. Because don't think because somebody did something to you and, well, I'm just going to tuck that away. It's not going to show up in the way that you deal with them necessarily. It may show up in the way that you deal with your children. It may show up in the way that you... Health um, conditions. Absolutely. That's a, a lot of the ways that it shows up. And I don't know why we just don't make that connection to you know there are people who stress eat are me i'm a big stress eater a huge 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 stress eater baby i test some shit up when i'm stressed out and even learning that about myself see and i'm the reverse i think we talked about this before when i'm stressed i don't eat we have to deal with this baggage because it's just not healthy it's not at all so my advice would be to start with you Mm -hmm. start with you Even the person that you think you hate the most and the person you think you can't forgive. I'm not saying you don't have to forgive them, but start with you. And when you start with you, the forgiveness of everybody else gets a little bit easier. And like Amber said, not taking things personally. It's crazy now because, you know, people will ask me questions about certain people. And girl, I know you hope he's such and such, such and such. And I can respond. I don't. I wish him well. I prayed for him. Or in a situation because you understand that even though this person may have wronged you, 
it really didn't have nothing to do with you. Nothing at all. It's a battle that's going on <laughs> inside of them. So when you approach things from that perspective, it's easier to forgive and say, you know mm-hmm. what? Yes, you were wrong. It changes your whole perspective. It Once does. you make that switch, it's just so much easier to Because to how many times have I operated from a space of hurt and pain and wronged somebody or hurt somebody? I'm not innocent. And I, I love this. I think Ayanna said it. You don't get to tell people how to love you. You get to see how they love you and decide if you want to participate. So forgiving someone doesn't mean you have to participate in their lives. It doesn't mean that you have to be a willing participant to continue to be hurt, but you do have to forgive them for you. It don't have nothing to do with them. They may go on with their lives and they may fix their, I mean, you you can't even worry about like what they're doing. That's their journey to go on. And that's on. for karma. And that's for the universe, God, whatever not to for deal you. with. It's right. not for you. It's not for you. But you taking it upon yourself to give so much energy to hating somebody, it is literally deteriorating you your spirit, your soul. Have you ever seen like two people who don't get along and then it's like that one person that hates that person with everything they have in them and then the other person is just like... (laughs) (laughs) They don't even care. Like, I don't give a... Like, don't be that person, okay? Right. Don't be... (laughs) Don't hold on to that energy. Forgive, man. Don't be that person. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that's all I got for now. My turn. Baggage. Baggage. Bag lady. So for me, so I've listened to the song, heard it several times, but within the last couple of years, well, I'm not going to say the last couple of years, when we decided to do our episode on it, I was like, let me go listen to it. And I listened to it and it had a totally different meaning for me when I heard it this time, because I could relate, relate like how that was me, because I was that person that held on to everything. I remembered everything you did to me. I wasn't Mm going to forget anything that you did. And prided myself on the fact that I'm a Taurus, I'm stubborn, and I will hate you for this. I'm going to let you know. And it was only hurting me. You know, the other person probably didn't even care half the time at all. They gone on with their life. What is it saying? Taking the poison. And thinking that it's yeah, not forgiving somebody is like drinking drinking poison and and thinking thinking it's going to kill the other person. (laughs) So, yeah, that was me. But as I started my healing journey and I can relate to both of you, Amber and Keisha, it started with me. It got to the point where I was like, I had to really look myself in the mirror and say, you are the common denominator. Like it's you. You can't do anything about the other people that hurt you. You can't do anything to them about it, any of that. So do what you can do. And that started with me. So once I started working on me, it wasn't easy. I can agree with that. It wasn't easy. It's not easy to look at yourself and see your own faults, call yourself out on your own shit. That's hard sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're used to pointing the finger at everybody else, you know? So it's hard. But for me, once I start forgiving myself, And even now, like, it's hard for me now to get mad at people and hold a grudge because I'm able to see it from both sides. I'm able to see, okay, well, maybe they did this, but maybe it's because they don't know or maybe it's because they're holding on to this. So it makes it easier for me to forgive other people. Mm -hmm. What about this? Like, I found myself when I do get in my feelings behind something that someone else has done, when I try to dwell on it, now I naturally try to work myself out of it. Like yeah, I can't I do sit, that too. I can't sit yeah. in it for long because I don't even I don't even know how to function in that world. I, I anymore. can't either. So I let me tell you. So I had that experience, right? I felt wronged by someone. And so when I feel like I'm wronged by someone now, it makes me really anxious inside and I'm just I'm jittery and I can't, you know, that's the only thing that's planned because that's not normal for me anymore. You know, mm-hmm. that's not my normal. I have a new normal now. So I have to talk myself out mm-hmm. of it and I'll talk myself through it. Okay. So until I calm down. Yeah. Until I make and it I work. make it make sense for me. Yeah. So like, okay, what did you do? What could you have done to maybe wrong that person? If nothing, if I did nothing, okay. So you didn't do anything wrong. And if I could have done something wrong, okay, well, let's figure this out. Can we make it right? So, or is so do story, what works for you. Or is the story even accurate? 
Is this what really? Cause, yeah, right. Because you know what? Sometimes we tell we ourselves do. a story. Yeah, yeah I that have. Bitch and it'll be, it'll have, be it, nothing like right. that. Like that's totally. not what happened. Yeah. That is not, <laughs> you got to check yourself quick yeah. because the longer Maybe you I'm let tripping. it, the longer you let it it fester. Yeah. the more intricate and detailed because you're trying right. to justify your right. feelings. I knew I wasn't crazy. Yeah, I got every yeah. right to be mad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not. You'd have made all of this up. It's not. It's not what you and think. And even it, if it is as bad as you think it is, again, it's still it, it's, fixable. You can it's still, still recover. Yeah. And it's still not about you. It's still yeah. not about you. At that the too. Right. And I have to remind myself that often because even though, you know, I'm on this journey and you kind of never, some things you just kind of have to keep going through. You know, you have to keep working on it over and over. I have to remind <laughs> myself often that it's not about me. I can't control how others react or how they respond to me. That has nothing to do with me. That's all them. So I have to remind myself of that often. That's a good thing to remember. I don't know why I just thought of it, but in relationships, because a lot of times in relationships, we think, okay, well, when I said this, my intention wasn't to, so why are you blowing up at me? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I can't control how you you take what I say. So once I put it out there, I have to be ready for whatever response. And then we go from there. Right. Because I was I had a major problem with that in relationships with men. Like (laughs) I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like my intentions were good. Who you blowing? Like, why are you mad at this? But I can't tell him how to receive what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And again, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with me. But a huge component behind that, too. My husband is good for saying, well, my intentions were pure. But the thing is, you have to be mindful. You can Mm -hmm. be a dysfunctional ass person and think your intentions are pure, but your intentions were toxic. Your behavior is toxic. (laughs) So you need to be mindful. And when you're more mindful of other people and their feelings, the way that you articulate your feelings will be different. It will be more honoring of the other person and their humanity. But when you are in that mind state as a toxic person, like, fuck you, I'm just going to say whatever I want to say. You Mm -hmm. piss me off. So I'm just going to get. That's not the way that you communicate. And then too, though, friend, even when you do it that way, you have to be ready for it. That person may not be where you mm-hmm. are on, your, on their journey. So even if you take the time to say, okay, let me make sure that I articulate this the right way. Let me make sure that I'm not coming across offensive. They still may take it offensively. But at least you know that you've done your due diligence to say, okay, my delivery was okay. Because like you said, that whole, well, this is just who I am. This is no, how I talk. No, no. no stop no. that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about coming from a pure place, not coming. If you want to have a healthy relationship, this is mandatory. This is like relationship one on one. We need a class black people about relationships. We don't know the basic foundations. And it's communication. It starts with self because you don't know how to talk to your own self. You have have negative self-talk yourself. So how (laughs) do you expect to have constructive (laughs) conversations with other people? Right. But mindfulness, mindfulness has been one of the biggest things on my journey that I have learned. And I tried to implement in my relationships and in my conversations with people. And I have seen a difference because What used to happen is I would tell you exactly how I felt and then I would feel so nasty and so dirty and mean spirited afterwards because I've just given you just like I just (laughs) took you to the cleaners. And then I'm like, ugh, like you didn't have to say that. You didn't have to be that mean. And now it feels totally different when you come from a place of just, you know, your honesty, your truth. I mean, they can get mad at you, but if I'm being honest about how I feel and what I'm willing to accept, what I'm not willing to accept, how who cares if you get mad at me? And then I'm doing it in a way that's respectful. I mean, listen, right? You uh, barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> We're gonna pull a Tyrese. What more do you want from me? <laughs> really? You can't get. I mean, what really? else can I do? Really, yeah. really, but because keep my every- mouth closed. It's like people want you to keep your mouth closed. No, Hold and that's on to not your healthy. baggage. No, continue on in life. No, everyone. We need like a holiday, a national <laughs> holiday, where everyone comes and meet and just let it all and stop allowing stuff to build up before that's something that I have a huge problem with instead of me just speaking my piece at the moment when it happens or when small things happen I sit there and let it all build up and then explode and then be looking at myself like bitch why are you so like why are you so extra like (laughs) make it a habit of having healthy Healthy conversations it's okay to have conversations and be honest about how you feel it doesn't have to get heated or it shouldn't have to or 
everybody's mad and now we can really say how we feel. No, right. We should be able to express how we feel before it normal. Even gets to yeah, that it point. should yeah. there should be a normal thing. Especially if the relationship is genuine. If that's a genuine friendship, if that's a genuine romantic relationship, then having honest, open dialogue right. it should important. be I mean, it should be expected. Yeah. Like I expect you to to be able but to. it's more uncommon than yeah, common. because we have yeah. because we, we don't know how talk. to communicate no yeah <laughs> everything is an argument yeah and a fight and that's when everything can come right. out when we're if mad i don't agree with you angry. then it's automatically oh this is an argument I, yeah and I, I hate that i don't fuck with you anymore <laughs> until i'm over it a couple yeah. of maturity also has a lot to do with that too like when you get to a certain age it's just certain things you're just not going to just keep your mouth closed about or just right. accept right. so but we took over your segment lisa y'all did <laughs> So back to baggage. Yeah. So when I was carrying all of that baggage, I did notice. So it was very draining mentally, physically, emotionally. It was really draining. But once I started the journey, that's when things changed. Once I started letting go of that baggage, like the song say, you know, you're going to hurt your back, pack, dragging all them bags like real life. You're going to hurt yourself. They're going to run from you. They really people, are. People they do really, they start really do. Run. <laughs> they really do. Like, I run from people. I'm those sure people words are from so me at a time real. or two, but Definitely. I will literally run yes, the other way. You, I don't care like who you, you can are. Because you can see somebody with baggage. And that and, goes back to that, yeah. you know, we having the dating conversation and I, t- I said last episode that I didn't even know I had problems until I actually started dating people. Like, there were people who were just like running from me. Like, <laughs> What's wrong with Where me? you going? Yeah. Then I'm like, girl, you are needy. You are broken. You are insecure. You are. And that just, comes with the journey. Yeah. Like you have to be real with yourself. That shit going to get ugly. It's ugly. It's really. And you want to quit. Like, I know there has been plenty of times that I was like, you know what? I'm done. It's too much. I can't do it. But it's more rewarding in going through the journey and unpacking the baggage. Yeah, you have to unpack it. You have to unpack it. Therapy you, is a great place to start. It is. Come on, tell them. Start unpacking. Tell them. It is. Yeah, therapy. That's great. Um, Talk to yourself. It's plenty of, do what works for you. Talk there are the different whatever. ways. Yeah, yeah like, different seriously, ways. whatever it takes. But like Amber was saying, therapy, I think is good because you kind of have that guidance or somebody right. to kind of help you process through the different levels of trauma and hurt that you've experienced and how it's manifested in your lives. Because right. I don't think a lot of people understand. They just think that, you know, I have this baggage and it's not impacting my life. No. Yes, it yeah. is. Because most every, people every, think that, yeah, that every, okay, I got this stuff. I've been through stuff, but I'm okay. I'm good. I made it you know through. They're looking at, Oh, well, shit, I got a good career. I graduated yeah. college. Like, listen. Oh, my you- mama been through this. My grandmother. No. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> when is it going to stop? Because now your children going to have to it's go through cute. it. If exactly. you don't deal with it, that's what motivated me to really start. Because I was like, man, like, I can't have my kids looking at me, like, go through this. You know, I have to change something up. Something has to be done different because. I don't want them to go through what I went through. So right. that, that was my motivation. Yeah. yeah. So that still is my motivation because it's still hard. The journey is still hard. It still gets hard. I still want to quit sometimes, but I can't because who's going to do it if I don't? Then I'm going to pass it on and leave it for them to do. I can't do that. Oh, yeah. And so I remember seeing a meme and it said that some people don't want to heal because it takes them. It'll. It's a part of their identity. It's yeah, who they that are. Part. That's, how they, get, the, that's right. how they get their attention. Right. Yes. So you have to want it. You really do. You have to want the change because I know plenty of people. Yeah, you can identify it. That's one step. But now what are you going to do? So you have to want to get rid of that baggage. And you find you, you find the real you in going through the journey. But let's be honest. That shit is mad scary. Totally. I and remember let me when that you. transition was occurring in my yes. life, just that newness of not knowing because you don't know how life would be if you're not holding grudges, if you're actually happy, if you're actually working through your feelings. If because you're it does, not it's running. not normal to you anymore. No. It's a whole new world every day. Yeah, <laughs> like it wow. is. And it's funny you say that because I am actually kind of like right on the outskirts of that part of it. It was scary. It still is scary. And another meme I saw, it said, I'm lost. And then, you know, whatever God responded and said, you're just evolving, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when you're evolving, imagine the butterfly when they're a caterpillar and they're in the cocoon. 
It's different for them. I'm sure that's it looks uncomfortable. Dark. It yeah. looks like, oh, I'm trapped. The caterpillar this is, is ugly. End. Nobody like, wants and, a caterpillar. You know, and physically, too, I think the way that it manifests physically when you're growing is different, too. I know for me, I was always like a tired person by nature. Now that I'm actually doing the work and I have so many things going on and I'm not depressed, I have a lot more energy than I normally Mm, have. I socialize more than I normally would have under, you know, when I was depressed and all that shit. It's like life just feels and looks different. It does. does. When you're actually working on your shit. But it's a good different though. It doesn't feel good. Let, Let me say that. It doesn't feel good in those moments. But it was all necessary. It's very necessary because now I feel like, oh, this is what's been hiding (laughs) under all of that baggage all of that time. Like, this is the real me that's coming forth and blossoming. Like, okay, now I can, because I didn't know who I was. Because you think about it, you have all this baggage that you're carrying. So that's what's defining you. Yep. The thing is, too, that we're not just carrying our own baggage. A lot of the times we are carrying ancestral baggage, too. Mm -hmm. And not only ancestral, even people that you're connected to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we pick up their baggage and carry their stuff, too. All that shit. So let's not get it twisted that it's only your own personal baggage that you need to let go of. It's ancestral baggage you need to let go of in these relationships, these soul ties. Soul ties don't necessarily have to be just through a sex or romantic relationships, you can have friends, people that their energy, the shit that they're involved in, all that, that shit starts to rub off on you too. Yep. If you stay hang around a depressed person long enough, yeah, you your will. ass going to find That's yourself depressed life. too. Yeah. yeah, totally. But it is your responsibility. They say it's not your fault what happened to you, but it is your responsibility to, to deal, with, deal it. with it. Yes. So, it might not all be your baggage, but if it's weighing you down, you are the only person that can deal with it to get it off of your bag. So I have a question. Okay. So we've all three done some work. We have a lot of work to go. Mm-hmm. But is there still some baggage left totally. that you guys need to let go? Totally. Yep. To let go of. Totally. Yep. Okay. And you know, for me, so this is what I'm finding out on the journey. I'm going to say I've probably been on the journey for real, for real, for like maybe about two years. And I find myself repeating the same, you know, it's baggage that I feel like I, okay, I left that. But, you know, maybe a year later, it'll come up and I'll see that I still got that. I'm still carrying that baggage. I'm not totally healed of that. Or sometimes it'll come back up and you feel like you handle it differently. So you know that, okay, maybe I did deal with this to the depths that I should have, but it's definitely still some shit that I have to heal from and unpack and really just like take it seriously. And really, I don't think I went deep enough before. Like Uh I need to go a little because there's levels to this. And each stage you get the tools that you need to help you on on your journey. And that's what I was about to say. I don't think it's that you didn't go deep enough. But you just it's, it's layers. It was you healed that, that layer for that moment. And it was probably some more stuff stacked on top of that. OK, so now we back to this. And, you know, you got to it's stages. It's That's levels true. to it. That's so yeah. I guess for me, what I'm doing right now is like, you know, it's kind of weird. You know how like you grow up as a kid and you experience all these things in the household and you see all these interactions with adults and you think, you know, what's going on. But it isn't until you get older where you look at it differently. Like, what really happened yeah. in that relationship? Like, right. what really? So now I'm coming to the place where I want to have conversations with some of the adults in my life, not to blame them or chastise them, just to get a better understanding of what was going on in these moments, because that would bring clarity for me moving forward. Because sometimes we paint this pretty picture of what life was and that really wasn't the truth or sometimes we paint this ugly picture of what life was and that necessarily wasn't the truth so in order for me to move on in my life I just want to get a clear story about who I am and where I came from and all those things so that's the next step on my journey is having conversations with my parents to understand you know with the parents that are still alive you know what happened and what does this mean and and all those things. And from there, I think that I'll have a, you know, a deeper understanding of who I am yeah. and I can move forward from there. Right. Yeah. Are we done, guys? <laughs> when y'all gonna buy y'all tickets? <laughs> Look, the deadline is November Monday, the 19th. 
Monday. That's Monday? Monday. Monday. At 6 p.m. 6 p.m. So y'all have less than seven days, six days at this so point. So why are you listening to this? Go on and go to one yeah. of our At this Instagram. point, you only have two days left. So. You have four different pages, five different ways to go. You can go to Eventbrite directly to get your tickets. You can go to our Instagram page, click the tickets action button, or the link is actually in the bio. Or you can go to my Instagram page, Lisa's Instagram page, or Keisha's list. Instagram page and purchase your tickets. It's very, very simple. It's very easy. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Yeah, y'all don't. It was amazing the last two years. I have really seen my life transformed just from attending a vision board. We're going to have the vision board regardless. Regardless. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but we just want you guys to be there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and let me say this. I just wanted to kind of touch on, because remember y'all, I told y'all that my vision board from last year, I literally just threw it away because none of the things I wanted. So let me just say this, because I know y'all are going to come. So I had to ask myself, Keisha, why did the things that you put on your vision board not come true? Why didn't they manifest? You know, what was wrong? I want everybody to work on coming into the vision board party, or even if you decide not to come and you do your own vision board with a clear mind. So during the time that I made my vision board last year, I was in the middle of abusive relationship, I was being abused. I was happy on the outside, depressed on the inside. My mind just wasn't clear at all. It just you was. You have to make your intentions clear to you the do. universe if you want it to manifest in your it's life. True. And then you said that, but I would also venture to say that you have to be open to, because I know from the interactions why I'm encouraging people to come to the vision board. It's not just about you coming and doing your vision board. It's about the camaraderie, the yeah. relationship yeah. that you build just in this short time period. The people who actually attended the vision boards parties actually made my vision better. Just the energy, how yeah. everybody was so passionate about what they wanted to see and how we just encouraged each, each other. other. We did. We, and it, it was, was we lo- even did like I remember your sister, she like brought somebody a uh, cut out a word and she was like, I think this is for you. Yeah, you know, was, so it, it was, was a like, lot of love. It and was. We it was so cool. We, we were speaking life into each other's yeah. life and each other's vision board party. And then we all talked about it. It was an amazing, it was. amazing experience. And I wanted to say this too. I did a um, video today on my Facebook live, but I wanted to say this last year when we did the vision board, Amber and I hosted it and we set the intention with what we wanted to happen. We really did. And I think it happened. It really did. It was really cool. And like Keisha said, come with a clear mind because last year I just want to give my quick story so last year went to the vision board party I was working on my vision board and during the time that I was working on my vision board like I got instruction on how to start manifesting things that were on my vision board already so I was able to close out my 2017 and go into my 2018 ready to work on what I wanted to see manifested in my life. And it has happened. Like almost 90% of the things on my board have happened. They have happened. And let's talk about why we chose the day New Year's Eve. So I know, guys, you have plans. I know some people don't like to go out on New Year's Eve because, they, you know, the craziness. I understand that some people have a boo, all this different kind of stuff. Bring your boo. Please bring your boo. Okay, this is co-ed. That add another whole another energy to have men in the space as mm-hmm. well. So we definitely encourage that. But why do we want it on New Year's Eve? Because for me, I don't believe there's a better day of the year to make your intentions clear for the next year, for the upcoming year than the day before. Yeah. Like, why do it on a Saturday and New Year's is on Monday? You could screw up from that Saturday to that, to that <laughs> Monday. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, then, and then it's like, oh, what? No, let's start off fresh. Yeah. Let's start off fresh. Let's walk out of there with a plan and our intentions made clear and watch the work happen. Like Lisa said, you said about 90%. I would say about 90, 95% of what I placed on the board has manifested. And those things that have not manifested, I'm going to transition to my new board because it's not that. And I think our mind state is different. You don't have to necessarily reach that particular goal, but what if you just made strides towards it? Right. Like I have a $500,000 house on my board. Now, I mean, that was unrealistic last year. Ain't nothing unrealistic though, friend. But I have since then in the last year, I'm making active 
commitments and plans and I'm actually doing shit to get me closer to that goal. There so that go. for me right. isn't a failure. Oh, you didn't know. That's just showing me to keep going. Keep going. And that yeah. was something that I was able to focus on and look at and see how I can get myself there. That's really good. I needed to hear that. Yeah. Thank so you. don't take it as, you know, a negative Because the things thing. that didn't, I was just like, well, maybe they didn't because, well, I didn't do the work for some of them to, you know, happen immediately or right. this year or whatever. But yeah. Because you remember that first board that I had that year was ridiculous. I had so much shit. I don't even know what happened to my board that year. (laughs) I had so much shit on that board. And I was like, how the hell am I? And the crazy thing is I manifested a lot of that shit. My second board, I didn't have as much, but it was still meaningful. I have a game plan when I go in (laughs) this year. Like I want to be very strategic. Now I know what I want. I know what I want for myself. I know what I want for my family. I'm already very clear. Yeah, That's why I'm excited this year, because I think before I wasn't even clear with me. What you want? I wasn't clear at all. So how can I manifest anything? I can't put nothing on no board, on a chalkboard, on shit. I can't put nothing nowhere. You can't put it on your mind or your tongue. (laughs) I didn't know what I wanted. So now that I've gotten clear with Keisha, Mm -hmm. I can properly and let me tell y'all something too when y'all come to the vision board party i'm gonna engage with y'all but i'm serious about what i'm doing i'm not gonna be doing the bump and tootsie rolling with y'all all night she gonna be freestyling and everything after i get my vision down then we can party but listen I'm serious about what I'm putting on it because it's going up in my home and I take it very seriously. Definitely. You have to. I take it very seriously. So. And we want to see you guys. We love the feedback. We love the listeners, the amount of listeners we've. So come out, come out and and support and um, engage with us. And like Amber was saying, it's New Year's Eve, but it's early. You don't have to be there all night. You can still go do the countdown, turn up, twerk, get your jig on, whatever you want to do later and then you can also invite me because i don't have nothing to do we all looking for something to do we're gonna be dressed anyway and then it's an opportunity you know for women i know me personally i like to have those opportunities to just kind of get dolled up get cute do you know do the whole thing and there will be food there we're gonna have a little music to set the vibe it's just gonna be a real good time real good energy so the 19th the 19th is the deadline to 6 p.m 19th at 6 p.m so get your tickets on eventbrite i believe i shared it on facebook it's in my instagram bio and all of that good stuff anything else guys Mm, no okay guys so you've been listening to our 10th episode this is the miseducation of the black woman podcast where unlearning is learning anew i'm amber i'm keisha and i'm lisa We'll see you in about two weeks. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. You've been listening to the Miseducation of the Black Woman podcast. Be sure to visit us on Facebook at the Miseducation of the Black Woman podcast page and on TMBW podcast on Instagram and Snapchat. Until next time, unlearning is learning anew.